Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Um, good morning, Tracy, I think. Hi, I'm Haley Jones. Um, I guess it'll just be the two of us. Um, are you there? Hi, how are you? Also, I'm, I'm um, good. How are you? Good, 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 good. Um, okay, I am going to share my screen. Um, if I can, I want to, I made something for us. Um, okay, so we are talking today about organic YouTube versus paid Facebook ads. And I put these two wrestlers here because I used to, um, wrestle. So anyways, I thought that was kind of funny, uh, stone cold versus the rock. So it's kind of like a SmackDown live situation. Um, so anyways, we're talking about kind of whenever they first, whenever Jesse first reached out to me, he was like, well, what would you like to talk about? And so I gave him some ideas And so this is one of the ideas that um, I put out there to him that this is something that, you know, like I could talk about. So anyways, um, that's kind of like grounds you in what we're going to talk about today. Um, Just a little bit about who I am. Um, So this is me. I'm Haley Jones. I am in Tennessee. And I put just some fun pictures before real estate. I was a group fitness instructor. Um, me with the basket on my head. That's when I was a high school math teacher. My husband and I on the red sweater. I wore my orange and white because go Vols. I'm in Tennessee and we are huge football fans. And then um, I also wrestled professional, professionally. And that's me getting completely knocked out by Lacey Evans. So anyways, that's a little about me. About me. So today... Our goal is to kind of shed light on YouTube organically versus paying for Facebook ads. So that's our goal. Um, any questions, comments so far? Um, no, it's a great topic because uh, I I use I I pay YouTube. Well, actually, uh, I pay YouTube too, and then Facebook ad, and I have also organic YouTube. But then um, it's kind of slowly increasing subscriber, but it's like. It's been like a year and I still only have like 200 some subscribers. But then at the, in the meantime, I'm just wanting to let you know, um, right now I'm making my daughters to go to school. So you might see my screen like running, like running around, but I'm having my ear pod like listening. I got you. No, you're totally fine. Wendy Goss, what is up? I see you. Um. Anyways. Okay. So I didn't know, Wendy, I guess you've been there the whole time. I don't know. But okay, so let's talk. Um, So you said, Tracy, you're doing both and you're seeing like slow growth, it sounds like. So we're gonna, we'll talk about that a little bit. But um, uh, basically, we're talking about this because why not? Not really. But also, we want to be putting our efforts towards stuff that we like, we believe in, etc. Stuff that we think is going to be successful. And if we're wasting our time, what's the freaking point? So that being said... This is where I am. I'm in Knoxville, Tennessee. And um, just I put this on the map so you can kind of see. This is why I'm wearing orange and white. Go Vols. We are the volunteers. Rocky Top, SEC football. Don't know if you heard of it, but it's huge where we are here. Um, But Knoxville is in East Tennessee. And uh, so we're like, we're in Eastern time zone. Nashville, Memphis are Western time or Western. What the hell is that? 
They are central time zone. And um, so just for context, we are about half the size of Nashville. Nashville is about 2 million and we're at around a million. This is a 2021 stat. So um, decent sized town, but we're not like in Atlanta and Nashville. You can also see on the map that Nashville is about four hours from me. I mean, sorry, Atlanta is about four hours south of me. Louisville, Louisville Kentucky is about three hours. Asheville is about an hour and a half. So that's kind of where we are when it comes to geography. Um, also a little bit about the market that I'm in, because I think this is going to help um, kind of explain my current YouTube strategy. So um, right now in the Knoxville market, we are extremely low in inventory. So for context, when the market crashed in 2008, we had 14,000 homes on the market. If you look pre-COVID, we had 4,300 homes on the market. That was considered like historically low at the time. Fast forward to January, 2022, um, we were way down uh, 1,500 homes on the market. Basically, people would be like, I want to buy something. And we would be like, well, sorry about your luck. It happened, but we also had like crazy multiple offers, blah, blah, blah. Um, we started working our way up, back up in inventory in 2022. By November, we are around 3,500 homes on the market. And then today we have come back down. We are certainly seeing a lock-in effect, as I'm sure you all are seeing, where people have awesome rates, um, 73% below a 4%. So people are not really, you know, if we if they look at it specifically from a rate perspective, they are not necessarily motivated to take action. So that's just a side note. I know we're all seeing that, but just kind of want to give you context that despite that fact, we are still low and we're lowest performing in the state when it comes to new construction. And this has been a decade long, long problem. That's just not like a COVID problem. That's we have underperformed across the state comparatively in new construction. And then the other thing to note is Tennessee is a huge relocation state. Knoxville specifically, the stat is said to be that for every 181 people coming in, 100 people are moving out. So almost a two to one coming in versus going out. So obviously with the inventory, like that's a big issue too. People trying to find housing to purchase and also a rental market. Like we're at 98% capacity on the rental side of things. So housing obviously is... Um, is a thing here. Uh, and it's definitely a hot market in that sense. Okay. So let's talk about my specific real estate journey. So I, before uh, real estate, I was a high school math teacher. I got licensed in March of 2020. It had nothing to do with COVID. I was going to leave anyways, but I ended up never coming back because COVID closed the school. So um, that being said, 2020, uh, March, I got licensed I had eight closes, eight transaction close in that from like March to December 31st, 2020. Um, in December, I started running Facebook ads. And when I say Facebook ads, I mean, they were all videos. Um, they were all, it was all videos. I wasn't doing any kind of picture carousel, no still photos, none of that. I also started a YouTube channel, um, full disclosure, as I say, in 2021. It was complete trash. Uh, like, because I was repurposing green screen videos that I didn't even like in general, that I was running ads on Facebook. So, when it came to Facebook, you there's a clear jump from like what I did year one to what I did in 2021 from eight to 30 closings. Um, I lost the YouTube channel I started because I, this is like, if I could tell anyone anything that's starting. Uh, a career in real estate, do not take 
the 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 email account that they give you that's like I was like at KW I moved to XP but so I started a channel as Haley Jones at KW well all that channel all that stuff got lost because KW owns that at KW. So anyways, as a side note, I had started a YouTube channel. Not that it was great. I'm just telling you, I had started that and it was, I think like probably 20 followers, 20 subscribers. I don't even know. It was not good. I also want to say that the ads I was running for the first part of 2021 on Facebook were um, like market to market, like a local market update, a national market update, and then some sort of theme. And I got those through my coach, Krista Mayshore, which she did like marketing plans. And so I ran those. It was about uh, six videos a month or eight videos a month. Sorry. Um, And so I would retarget back and I would funnel people into a funnel. So I don't necessarily think that was crazy successful. However, like obviously there was some success because I went from eight to 30. Um, I also started a new YouTube channel and I was putting the stuff on Facebook that I was running ads on, onto my YouTube, not really making an effort. So in 2021, I had like spent about $13,000 on ads. I tried like input forms. I had funnels. I had a seller's funnel. I had a relocation funnel. And when I say funnel, I mean, I would direct through my ads people to like, here's how to relocate, or this is what sellers need or whatever. So it was a specific theme page that I was pushing people to. Um, and I also was running, I did some home value ads and I had a home value funnel. Um, my conversion on that, I did horribly on those things. So I was also putting out content that I was not, I, I didn't like, like the green screen videos are not me. I like to be animated. I was like, I can read a teleprompter teleprompter. Great. But it just wasn't authentic. It's not who I am. So that being said, in 2022, I totally shifted what I was doing, not only on Facebook and YouTube, but also um, the content I was putting out across social media. So that, that was kind of a shift. The major shift also was that I started, instead of doing necessarily like a, this is what you should do if you're a for sale owner, blah, 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 like real estate specific, I started partnering, partnering with local businesses. So at first, what that looked like was interviewing a local restaurant and then having some sort of event um, at that restaurant. And then it shifted to what I call a business spotlight. And so for those businesses, um, I do like an interview style or kind of like a commercial about the business and then three or four short form type videos. And so that's what I started running ads on in 2022. And then YouTube... Um, I was like dabbling in a video here, a video there. I do a live um, like home tour once a week. And so I had that on there. And I was using TubeBuddy for some of my SEO to make sure that like people were even... Was the title good? Was this going to be something that people would even be interested to watch? Blah, blah, blah. So anyways, major shift in Facebook ad strategy. And then also, um, I heard Levi Lassick speak uh at build so by october i was putting out three videos edited a week um and then also my live on youtube so at that time i was about 300 subscribers i just hit a thousand last week um from october through december i had one closing and then i um now i currently have like it says down here 
Um, my subscribers are up. I've had two closings this year from YouTube, um, just from YouTube, and then three currently are under contract and another three active buyers. Um, so that's kind of like the YouTube versus Facebook journey. Um, right now I'm not doing Facebook ads because I had an issue with my account. And so I, I'm, it's kind of on pause at the moment. That's a whole other story, but that's kind of the journey from start to now and the context of like, kind of what I'm saying. So over the course of all this, um, I also want to say that like, I didn't just come up with this. Like, I think either way you have to have strategy. And so when I started, I was editing myself. I was doing it all myself I learned Facebook ads through Krista Mayshore. I learned YouTube through Levi Lasik. So I went somewhere to learn. I'm not saying like those are the ultimate people to learn from. I'm just saying like that's the context of my strategy and learning how to do it. The other notes is now I have two full-time VAs, one that repurposes all my YouTube content and another one that she schedules out all of my content, my hashtags beyond TikTok, Instagram, and my Facebook personal. I do those because I'm a little bit of a control freak when it comes to those accounts. Um, and then I also have started working with an SEO company. So that's just a thread of like what's kind of behind some of the stuff I'm doing. Um, okay, so Facebook ad pros and cons. To me, um, I think it is the best way. Facebook ads are the best way to kind of follow people online because you can, you know, you can target people that watch for three seconds. You can target people of interest. You can pixel your website and go back after those people. Any um, email list you have, you can upload those and target those people. So Facebook ads is a very great way to target specific people. It is also, to me, the best way to like put up a billboard digitally. Um, so like if I'm driving down the interstate, obviously I see a billboard. It's just like that. It's persuasion. You are, this is why I think it's hard when people are like, what's your ROI on a Facebook ad? Well, um, a lot of what you're doing, especially if you're running a reach ad, you're just basically throwing yourself out there to as many people as possible to see you. Right? So it is certainly a persuasion game. It is not like I did not have luck on input forms. And that's like one of the things that I think is a con. I talked to so many like business people that are like, what's your ROI per dollar on your Facebook ad spend? I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell you that, but I can tell you I went from eight to 30, 30 to 43. And I have business, like I can show people what I'm doing. And so that's another pro of Facebook is that per ad, whatever ad I run, I can show hours watched. I can show how many people I reached. And so whether I'm trying to tell a seller, like, this is how many hours I can get on um, your home of watch time. This is how I can market your house. Or if I want to work with a local business owner, I can say, uh, these, this is how much reach, this is how much traffic I can, you know, add to your website. Because my goal in working with local businesses is kind of like a shared, let me help you do what I'm good at when it comes to marketing and video. And then that's going to increase your people's awareness. So Facebook... Um, to me is just more of a persuasion game. And it's a way to kind of get your name out to as many people as possible. Um, it is crowded. I made that, that, um, no, it is a long game. So, um, you, to me, I think you need to be running ads six months easy until you start to really see like a pickup and you may not people on Facebook that see you aren't going to be like, I saw you on Facebook for the most part. Like the most thing you're going to get is people will be like, I've seen you before. Okay, great. But they don't know like where you came from. You've just persuaded them like your name's in their head. You know, it's like when you tell your phone, like, 
I'm going to go to Target or and it tell, keeps showing you stuff about Target or whatever. It's like you're in their brain. Okay. When it comes to YouTube pros and cons, um, ultimately for success on YouTube, you are creating content around stuff that people are searching. So I say that because the strategy is where do I provide value that people are already searching for? So for me, um, like I'm providing value by providing information about the area because we have so many people moving here. I also do a lot of stuff on local events. Um, and that's, I'll t- speak to that in a second, but essentially with YouTube, you're creating value, you value just by making content that people are already searching for. And um, some people would say like rip off and du- duplicate. You can do this one of, a million ways, but you can see what's performing well. You can go look at Google Trends in your area and see what people are searching on, etc. Um, so it also forces you to talk about what people want to know versus like, you know, a random market update. I'm not saying those are bad. I'm just saying like people aren't for the most part. Now, when you do like a 2023 market uh prediction, like those videos have tended to do pretty well for me on both YouTube and Facebook, but for the most part, people aren't going to like give me the local market update. Like they're searching, um, what is a septic tank and should I be afraid of it? And in our area, like we have a nuclear lab and they're like, am I going to blow up and become radioactive? Like that's what people are searching, right? So if I create content on that, then I'm basically creating value for something they're already searching for. Um, And the other thing about YouTube is you know where people come from because they're so excited when you answer the phone. They're like, oh my gosh, I've been watching on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Um, the cons of YouTube, it's, it's not a guessing game. It strategy does matter. This is all you also a volume game. Um, like the more you put out, the more people are going to see, the more people are going to watch. Um, and it's not a game of like, I just want to talk about this, which it could be that, but if you do that, you've got to make sure that whatever you, how you optimize it is what people are searching for. Um, so those are just some pros and cons for me. I like YouTube. Uh, To me, it's the most fun. Like YouTube wins the wrestling match if I were going to compare the two just because I explicitly know who's coming from YouTube. And I also like the uh, creativity piece of YouTube. Whereas Facebook, it feels like way more strategy because it's just more like techie on how the runs run the ads, where you're targeting it to, etc. Like all of that I can do. I just prefer YouTube. So that is my preference. Um, but I want to say this, when I first started content, like making content for real estate on Facebook, I was putting out videos that I did not like. Um, and like they did fine. They helped me to like catapult my business. But at the same time, I do think whatever you're doing, like it is a long game. And if you don't like making videos or if you don't like creating content, then you got to find another outlet for how you want to expose yourself to the masses, as we shall say. So that being said, a lot of the money I spent, I spent because I was afraid like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have any business, blah, 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 blah. But I think the energy should actually be like putting out content that you believe in, that you think is going to help people. Because when you come from that aspect, then it's always going to do better versus like reading from a green screen. If you don't even enjoy or like that content, like if you don't like watching the video, if you're thinking this is boring and you're in the video, like people are going to be like, this is a snooze fest. So anyways, that being said, that's all I have. What questions, comments, what do you got for me?
Thanks for using my childhood um, role models in that last clip. (laughs) Of course, of course. I used to wrestle. So I was like, how can I make this, you know, like kind of wrestling like a versus match or whatever. So anyway. Did you really? Like in high school? No, like, um, no, I, I'll show you. Um, That's hella cool. Like several years ago, uh, like this is me at WWE. Um, yeah, oh, sorry. in that corner. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So anyways, yeah, it's random, but like, I, yeah. So anyways, I'm, I thought, well, you know what? How can I make this be fun? A little more fun. So anyways, yeah. It's really cool. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, Questions? I have a question. Yeah. Hi, Hi, how are you? Good. Um, so you said you go live in YouTube. Is that yes. a is that a short? Does it come up as a short or is it long? okay? No, so I go live using StreamYard. Oh, okay. And so- what that is every week, every week I do a Tuesday tour. And so I use StreamYard on my phone for that. So it goes to YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook personal, and Facebook business all at the same time. Oh. Now, the great thing about that is it goes everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. The negative thing is like, it's not the best like camera or whatever. Like, I don't think it does like this whole thing, but it's still live. So I like that. And then I go after the fact and update the thumbnail and optimize it in you in uh tube buddy. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you can go in and edit all that after. Cause I just keep the captions, whatever I did on the others, I just let it be. But then on YouTube, I go in and make sure it's searchable later. Do you know if um Zoom will let you go live on YouTube? Because I just learned how to yeah, I think you can. Okay. Yeah. I don't do that. Uh, I don't know. I d- I've not tried to do that. I just do StreamYard because it goes everywhere. Um, right. And then recently I've realized like I need to start going live on TikTok. So like that Tuesday tour, I did it StreamYard and then I did a second one for TikTok, which I probably should do a third for Instagram. But it's like, really? Then I'm going to be there. Like, is that even necessary? Like, what the hell are we doing? So anyways, yeah. <laughs> I know. What's up, Janet? So question for you, I've been doing shorts. Um, I use a a virtual assistant as well, Mm -hmm. and he's been helping me compile my shorts and I'm doing a um, series of ADUs. So now I'm getting, you know, people engaging. So Mm -hmm. do you do shorts and then you expand on that onto your YouTube channel? And you were talking about StreamYard. Does that kind of, is that one app that just pushes it out to multiple platforms? Yeah, StreamYard literally streams to uh, it's LinkedIn, Facebook business, Facebook personal, and YouTube. Okay. Um, as far as my shorts, um, some of it is repurposing of my YouTube content. Some of it is short form content that I've made. So, like for example, like today, what's going up there is like I recently did a did a, a, a showing where there was like a cemetery in the um, backyard. So I made a video about that. Like, so my shorts tend to be more random, more TikToky than my actual YouTube video. And if there's content, like I did a Knoxville um, annual events for the year. 
And so like I've repurposed then each month, like what happens in March, then I'll post that in March. What happens in April? I'll repurpose that. So my shorts is a combination of long form stuff repurposed or like that live tour that I do. I make a one minute version of that. Um, Also, some of my stuff is repurposed like stories, like a story that was funny. I'll put on TikTok. I'll put it on shorts. Um, Or like if I go to a restaurant, um, I'll be like, oh my gosh, you know, look at this restaurant, blah, blah, blah. And I have that edited for shorts. So how long is your YouTube um, videos usually? Because some people, like you said, might snooze off. You would say the prime time would be 20 minutes or what do you think? What so kind of- I, I make a video as long as it needs to be. So I know that's not like the popular answer to make it a certain thing. But like, for example, one thing I do that I thought people were going to be like, this is the most stupidest thing is I drive around like in my car with a tripod with Mike facing me and the camera facing out. And I'm like, this is blah, blah, blah neighborhood. And I'm like, just riffing on what the neighborhood is, blah, 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 blah. People love that stuff. And some of those are like 20 minutes long. Okay. Are you live doing that or that's no, it's recorded. Okay. (laughs) That's cool. So is it on your people love it there? And I think it's so boring, but like, that's, but like not so, so spread out. It's not like we're just have like, so I was like, I don't know how else to show this other than just driving people around. People freaking love it. It's crazy. Like I thought that would be the most boring thing. People are always asking like, please drive around some more. <laughs> so, do you, <laughs> so do you have two cameras, like one on the dashboard and on the side or you just have? No, your- I should have two. And I've thought of it like I have a GoPro yeah, uh, that I need to like test out. But right now I just use my iPhone. On your dashboard? Uh, well, I have it sitting on like a tripod because I have this like navigation thing here. So I have it sitting on it. Like I hold. Okay. Listen, y'all can judge me. Okay. I literally <laughs> hold it like this while I'm driving. <laughs> and nobody needs to know. It's you got to do what you got to do. But we're just you know, trying to. I, uh, I like to watch like uh, videos. Uh, people in the Philippines, they're just driving around because, we, you know, you don't know what you don't know because we don't, you know, people from another country might find right. it interesting. So we just, I agree with you. I, I just sit there and daze and watch. So, right. Okay. Thanks for the tip. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a tip. My VA is always like, Haley, you're going to crash. You need to be safe. I'm like, it's fine. It is Freaking fine. Okay. But thank you for your concern. So stream yard is S-T-R-E-A-M. Uh, it's stream. I'll put it in the chat. Stream. Thank you. Yard.com. And it does. I think it, it, there is a cost, uh, but it's not like, I have no idea what it is. Okay. I use it and it is what it is. <laughs> so <laughs> what else we got? Yes. Jess, what's up? Um, Oh God, did my question leave me that fast? Oh, do you record only with your cell phone or do you do also with the camera? Uh, only with my cell phone. I like that GoPro. I bought it a year ago. Mm-hmm. It's still in the freaking box. There's so many parts. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't have time for this nonsense. I'll do it tomorrow. And now it's a year yeah. later. So. Well, because it's just easier to pop out your cell phone too. I ended up getting a second uh, phone last year. Or yes. I've had a second phone for a while, but like I ended yes. up designating Now, okay, so I do have this. 
like this is an old phone that I've kept. And that's yeah. a recent thing because I got this new one. So I am like my editor, I will record two different like views of stuff. And then he like pairs them together. So I do do that I now. Do that's too. a recent thing. Yeah. That's While you're like, recording, is one horizontal, is one vertical? Um, it depends on what I'm doing it for. Um, okay. But like if I'm doing it for shorts, I'll do both vertical uh, for him. If I'm doing a longer one and I just want to show like, hey, this is what I was doing or like a day in the life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I'm recording something for specifically YouTube, I'll do it horizontal and then I'll create a shorts version that I'm recording vertically, basically. That's what I've been having trouble with because I post a lot on TikTok. And so everything yeah. I do is vertical. And yeah. I do, I have done stuff on YouTube over the course of the last year. Um, but I think because of the the production amount that I'm doing on TikTok, mm-hmm. once I go to record horizontally, I'm like, my brain is fried. <laughs> you know, like, what do mm-hmm. I talk about? I just talked about this in a TikTok. Like, right. and I've been trying to use repurpose IO, but I, I found just yesterday that it still posts horizontally. Oh yeah. Um, even in TikTok. So I'm going to play with that right. a little bit more, but anyway, um, what, what editor do you use? Did you find someone like on Fiverr? Do you have someone? Um, okay. So my editor, I found through sphere rocket, um, sphere. which is like a VA service. Okay. And he has like eight years of editing experience. He's in the Philippines and he's freaking awesome. Now, like, uh, I talk extremely country sometimes. He's like, Haley, I don't know what the hell you're saying. So like, that's been a hurdle of like him captioning me. Um, but not even a hurdle in that perspective, but like, um, and also it was a hurdle for me in terms of like volume. Cause I was like, we need volume. Like the more volume of videos, the better. Um, but because I, okay. So I went on an editing journey because when I, I can edit myself, but I will spend eight hours for, for like a five minute video. That's stupid. Yeah. So then I had a digital marketing company that I started using and they cost crazy amounts of money. And the the stuff they did, I did not like. So now this editor that I found through sphere rocket, um, so sphere rocket, I pay a thousand dollars a month. And essentially they will help you find a VA. So if you go to like a VA company, there's an onboarding thing. So like there was another company I talked with and it was going to be three grand just to onboard one VA. Yeah. With Sphere Rocket, it's unlimited. So that's also how I found my accounting, like my my bookkeeper who has like a master's in accounting, but she now also repurposes all of my content. She schedules out all of my content and she like I've handed it over to her with the exception of TikTok and Instagram. So anyways, that's how I found him and I pay him full time. Um, so you said so, you, use Sphere, uh, you use Sphere Rocket to find them and yeah. there is their pay $1,000 monthly or was that the fee to find them for you? So no, that's the fee basically for an unlimited number of VAs. So through Sphere Rocket, I've gone through five VAs. Um, like some are just not a fit. Like I hired a social media guy. Yeah. Super nice. I knew more about social media than he did. Like that was not a fit, right? Like he was putting crazy stuff, like posting crazy nonsense. I was like, dude, this doesn't even make sense. So anyways, but Sphere Rocket, basically at the time I was paying another VA for a US-based VA company. And what I was paying that person 
and that company was more like more than double what I would have paid Sphere Rocket um, per month. And so the thousand dollars is for that like unlimited, uh, basically access to a VA. So like I could email them right now and be like, I need a VA for, um, like my follow-up boss or like whatever. And then they would basically, they find people that do that. And then you interview them and you pick the one that you like best that interviews best. And so like for the editor, I think interviewed like eight people, um, and so that's how I found him. So it's a thousand a month plus their pay. Yes. Now the difference between also sphere rocket, because the other thing is like, if you onboard one VA, some companies will charge you like $4,000 just for that one VA. Yeah, that's wow. Yeah. Which is, I mean, obviously, you know what, that's their business. I don't want to crash on that, but the, the, what sold me on sphere rocket was, it was so much cheaper than what I was using. Now that's like a year term. And um, like, uh, I found out about them at a, um, shareholder event last year for EXP, but, um, I don't know. I think their normal cost is like two grand or something a month. I don't know if I'm going to re up now that I have these VAs. I mean, I'm just speaking extremely freely with y'all, but now that I have them, like I can word of mouth it for what else I need, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to continue to do that. However, it's been seriously the best investment that I've made because when it comes to like hiring people, when I've tried to do it myself, it's a dumpster fire. Okay. Because I'm like, Oh, this person, like I try to hire my sister. No, I just had to let go of my VAs a couple of weeks ago. And I, it's because of that reason. Like I just love people and I give them too many chances. So I need to either find someone else that can do the hiring or figure out how to do what they're doing or leverage it out to Fiverr. I think that's right. what I'm going to do right, right now. Well, and I mean, with Fiverr, I think Fiverr could be a great option. I just don't... Like the great thing about Sphere Rocket and like other companies do this is they do the legwork on finding legitimate candidates. So like for my bookkeeper... I think I had like eight people that I interviewed. I had an admin assistant for a hot minute. She ended up being a disaster, but um, like I fired her and now my bookkeeper does some of the stuff that she was doing. But like, so it is a, it is a give and take process and it is like a learning process because I also learned that my expectation when I hire someone is like, um, just do it. Like, I don't go figure it out. Like, I don't need to hold your hand. And I also am not one of these that like, I'm going to record your screen and see what you do every day. Do you work 40 hours? Like, I don't give a don't care. Just if you got your stuff done. Awesome. Like, cool. So, and that's not a lot of people's approach. So I need someone that doesn't need me to be on them all day. You know what I mean? Haley, I would agree. I, I went through a VA company and then, so I end up hiring my VA from the Philippines. He's been with me for two years. Yeah. And honestly, I, okay, I have to admit, I only pay him and this is like $8 an hour. And I do the same as you. I give him a project mm-hmm. and he, he edits and put my videos together, right. my shoots together. And then I don't hang on. I just check in with him in the morning and say, what's your start of the day? What's your end of the day report? And so I hired him offline, but then I test them for 90 days, right? And say, Mm -hmm. hey, we have a 90-day relationship. If you're good, I'll keep you on. So I just, now he's my my employee from Monday to Thursday. I think that's best. And I don't $1,000. I I just 
I'm cheap that way. Right. Well, and like, really, I did that because of their onboarding and they have like training accessible to them. And also like once now these VAs are my, like they are my employees. They do not um, belong to Sphere Rocket. So that's another thing about some VA companies. Like you're, what you're paying them per hour is an up, is an upcharge because that company takes money off the hourly amount. So like my my bookkeeper, I started her at like four an hour. She's at eight now, but she like runs the show. Um, and then my editor, he's six an hour. Uh, so anyways, and again, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not having them clock in clock out. I'm literally like, this is what I need you to do. Get it done. And if you're not getting it done, like we're just like, I'm not the right fit basically. So anyways, yeah. Anybody else? Okay. Sorry. I'm obsessed. How do you split the screen? What do you use to split the screen to show you and your neighborhood? Oh, um, you mean while I'm recording and like doing my driving tours? Uh I'm not. It's literally, it faces out. Like I'm not even on the screen. Oh, you're not even on the screen. I thought you said one's facing me and one's facing you. No, no. Now when I do, now when I do that, like for this, like I'm recording this right now because I'm going to send it to my guy and be like, make something out of this. Um, when I do that, like, for example, listen, y'all, I'm, I'm not a traffic police. Okay. So recently I did one showing a speed trap in like our local area. So I put one phone facing me and I was talking to it and I put the other phone facing out. So I'll just send that to my editor to compile. Now on TikTok, you can, when you go live on TikTok, you can tell it it's a screen and screen and it will use both screens. Okay. Yeah, there's an app I found, but I'm just trying to figure oh, it out. See, I need to like research that. Um, see how there's that. Oh, and then, yeah. What app is that? So this is called Double Take. Okay. I'm going to have to look into that. Um, so I was that would be actually what I need to do. Like when I'm doing the, um, although some people are trolls and they'll like, whenever I do a screen and screen with my Zoom, like I do a map tour on my Zoom. Uh-huh. And um, uh, <laughs> Like my, you know how your face goes small and people are like, your face is too small. I'm like, listen, you need to relax. Like it's fine. <laughs> We're looking at a freaking map. Okay. Um, so TikTok funny. screen in screen, Jana, it's TikTok within the TikTok app. You can, like, when you go live, I don't know about like in general. Oh, you have to go live. Yeah. When you go live, I don't, I've not actually even tried it. Not live. Uh, so I just need to do that. Basically. I do a lot more green screen if I'm like recording on TikTok randomly, but anyways. Um, okay. My friends, anything else? I hope this was very cool. Nice seeing you. You too. Really quick to go live on TikTok. Do you need, uh, um, you know, like I know that you have to have certain amount of subscribers in order Mm -hmm. to go live, right? You have a thousand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know. Thank you. Uh, I did it for the first time literally uh on Tuesday. So <laughs> that's funny. I was like, I went a thousand so I could go live. And I got it like months ago and still haven't went live. <laughs> well, and like I'm honestly TikTok, I'm like shooting myself in the foot because I literally just started again like being super consistent. And I'm just like, oh, why did I do that? 
but it's fine. We'll get where we need to be. You know yeah, what I mean? Yes. We'll get where we need to be. So anyways. Um, this... hey, Haley, can I ask you a, um, yeah. a personal business question, if that's okay? Yeah. Yeah, can sure. I ask what percentage of your business comes from YouTube and um, Facebook or social media? Okay, so uh, probably 100% in general. Um, 100%? Okay, not probably not quite that, but pre... So I have a big sphere of influence. I'm from the town that I work in. So that's like a side note. Um, so a lot of my business, 50% is probably sphere of influence. However, I want to put a major caveat on that. Those people, I'm all over Facebook. So the people that already saw me on Facebook or already knew me or already worked with me, like, or worked with me in, like as a teacher or went to high school with me, they're seeing me on Facebook. So there's no, I don't have like a direct ROI on who found me from Facebook and who's like coming, coming because they keep seeing me on Facebook. Um, YouTube specifically. So in October is really, is really when I started to like hardcore YouTube it. So my first closing from that was in November, November, December. And then right now I have three under contract from YouTube. Um, and then I have three active buyers and two that have closed this year from YouTube. Um, and so, now and you started back in November, you said? October is when I started like hardcore. So it was about 30 days before I got someone actively like buying. Okay. Um, and I will say the other thing that's kind of weird about YouTube is like that's working because we have so many people coming here. But I'm also trying to figure out from a content perspective, like um, how can I also appeal to people locally? Because people locally aren't like, what's the best neighborhood in Knoxville or whatever? Like they know that already. You know what I'm saying? So I'm working to also create content that's for people that are relocating, but also like what stuff people here are searching on. So local restaurants. So I'm trying to kind of shift a little bit about my content, but um, so that's kind of a interesting thing I'll say. No, that's awesome. Um, I think I, I just followed you on YouTube and on um TikTok, because what you do is, is really important to me. I've, I'm trying to prove something to myself this year. I've been doing social media for a long time. And yeah. there's a lot of agents that are like, yeah, I do social media. And I'm like, well, how many deals have you closed? And they're like five. And I'm like, yeah, but you sell a million dollars in houses. Like I want to find somebody that really yeah. does the social media organically and gets business from it. And so that's what I'm trying to prove to myself this year. And so I've literally gone like, Okay, I don't want to use curse words, but <laughs> I've literally just amped up all of my efforts towards social media. And yeah. um, I just come up with a plan and I'm just I'm sticking with it because there's some people that are like, oh no, you still need to door knock and you still need to do this. And while those things are very successful, mm -hmm. I'm moving myself towards social media 100 percent And right. I I hear you say that it's just like, oh yay, I found a social media person. This is great. <laughs> Uh, anyways, well, I think just also too, like these videos always a work when you're not working, like they're working. And right. that's something I learned from Krista, my coach that like literally views while you snooze. And like, what is shocking to me about YouTube is like 50% of my watch time is on people's TVs. <laughs> like people are watching this on their TV. Like, yeah. and that to me is insane because I'm just like, I don't even like, I don't watch YouTube on TV, but now I'm like, that makes sense. Like they'll say, no, we go at home at night and we're like, what can we learn about Tennessee or whatever? And my channel comes up, they watch it on TV. And I think that's insane. Like people, it's just always working. 
And yeah. everything is a long game. Like if you're doing mailers, it's a long game. If you're doing this, blah, blah, blah. But like, I like making videos. I love the creativity part of it. And I clearly have a talking problem. Like I love to talk. So like, <laughs> let's go, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's great. So anyways, I, I think you, you showed up perfect timing. Cause I've been kind of bat- like battling mentally, like, man, do I keep going with the social media thing? Or is this God's way of just testing me? Cause I'm almost there. Cause it's been a lot of frustration on the back end. but I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense too, that I have to remind myself and shift my mindset to when you're creating content, even though you're making contacts, but it'll take you away from getting so many contacts, mm-hmm. content will be what people view when right. you're not calling them to. Does right. that make sense? Like my, I guess my right. brain is always like, you're missing out. You're missing out because you're not calling as many people. And then the other part of me is like, it's okay. You set your number of people you're going to talk to and everything else becomes content. Right. I mean, if you like, I don't like calling people period. Like I don't, unless I know them, that's just how I am in general. But like, if you like it, I say, you know, keep doing that. But at the same time, it's like, I will also encourage you of like, when I first started creating content, everything I was doing was out of like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. Wow, oh, what if I don't? My business is going to be crap. Like, I'm not going to have business. It's like, stop. Yeah. Like, we are always trying to operate in belief of what we're doing. 100%. So I used to walk around neighborhoods in the dead of summer, sweating, looking like a freaking sweating pig, introducing myself like, hey, we have an open house next week. And I was so uncomfortable. I'm like, what, why am I doing this? Because the whole time I was like, no one's going to come to this open house. This flyer is crap. It should have been on glossy paper. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's like, no, if that's how we're operating, like it's not yeah. going to be successful. So whatever you're doing, you just got to believe it. And if, when you catch yourself, like, like when I make videos, I'm like, is this, is people going to watch this? I don't know. I'm like, no, stop. Like I'm creating it. I'm going to put it out there and we're going to move on. Like, move forward and always operate from like, this is going to work. And if you can't get on that level, then you need to go like have a dance party for yourself, eat a piece of chocolate. And then <laughs> you know what I mean? Like call it a day, regroup and come back to it. So yeah. and anyway. Jess, your stuff is good. Keep going. Just keep going. You do a really, no, good I'm job. there with you, but I mean, let's be completely honest. It's so easy to say, just do it. Feel great about it. But like, we all it's mental we all go through something at some point and I feel like I'm not gonna stop but you we do have those second guessing moments even when we think it's great sometimes we may not feel like it's gonna work you know and I feel like that's an honest thing for most people um but yeah I just I think because I haven't found anyone in my area that's doing it yet, there could be um, a part of me is like this is part of the process you are gonna struggle a little bit it is gonna be tough but like this is what you want. And so you have to do the work to get there. But I, anyway, all of that was just to if say, nobody is doing it in your area. Freaking no, that's oh, yeah. Well, somebody right. might be, I may yeah. not have found them yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and honestly, it doesn't matter because like, because like your goal in all this is so that you're not cold calling people that are going to hang up the phone on you. People are calling you that already like you, like 100%. people that call me from Facebook, they think they're like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I don't even know you, but it doesn't matter because like we already go together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, I already no, know how I am. You it know, takes so. off the, the, like almost the interviewing process because they call you already wanting to work with you. I've started to yeah. get more and more leads, but anyway, I, I think I don't want to get too off track of what I was trying to say. It was just really nice to meet you and to yeah. hear that you get a hundred percent of your business organically because 
I'm striving. Well, to like when I say organically, energy. like I do run Facebook ads. So like, that's what I was saying is I, it's hard for me to know what my ROI, especially on sure. influences sure. because they're just seeing me over and over again on Facebook. So like, like, I don't like, I do spend marketing, but, um, YouTube, I have done some like ads for some listings. Um, but YouTube, I mean, is completely organic. I think, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. I think hey, how, how much, much do you spend on, uh, on average on the Facebook ad, you know, just so we can gauge. So know. it depends on what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a listing that I'm trying to blast out to everyone that I think is going to go super fast, then I'll spend like 50 bucks a day on that or more, okay. depending on what the listing is. And like, if I think it's going to sell and if I think it's going to be under contract in 48 hours, then I'm going to spend even more than that because my goal with running those ads is yes, to market it, but also to be able to show future sellers, like look how many people I expose this house to. Um, then like my reach ads, uh, depending on again, what it is, six, $7 a day for two weeks. Um, and then stuff where it's like 15 second views, like those audiences, I might spend like, again, it's also depends on how much stuff I ha- have out there. Um, so, uh, I might spend like $3 a day to retarget people for a month around a video about like something locally or like something people that are already watching me, that'll be less of a budget. If that makes sense. Got it. Um, and then like when I do my local business uh, business spotlights and I run ads on them. I usually run those 30 days, like five bucks a day. Um, do you have a funnel for that when you run the ad for, cause I do a lot of small business stuff locally. Um, no, I just send them directly to the business website. To your real estate website? No. to So like if I'm working with well, like, the, I did a, small business. A, yeah, like, like I did a dentist meta spa in December and like, they just go to their website. I like whoever I'm doing, I'm just, cause I'm asking them like, Hey, let me partner for you. You're like, yeah, I'm fronting all the money. Like I have a videographer come do it as professional. Like we make it fun. Um, but really it's just another way of people to get exposure to me that I'm not talking about real estate. Um, and it's also like the businesses love it. So I just redirect everyone to, um, to, um, uh, to the website. Um, That's a good idea. I, I point people to, uh, the small business Saturday videos that I've did so that they could see more small business videos, but, but no, that's cool. Cause that's, ultimately helping the business. Yeah. I mean, that's a goal. And I, because, because uh, like, I always feel weird asking businesses to partner with me. I don't know why I need to get over that, but I'm just like, I'm giving you all this value. Like, please just partner with me, please, please, please. And I should, it should be more like, you know, why wouldn't they want to, but I always just feel like it's a big ask. So I'm always like, how can I pr- get the most value and show them like, this is how many people went to your website from these ads, blah, blah, blah. So anyways. They love it. They are so melty. Every time I go somewhere and I pull out my camera, you don't understand how much free stuff you get. <laughs> like you just start getting stuff. It's like, wait a minute, where did this come from? And they're just like, oh, are you, you're on social media, right? I'm like, yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't like to take from like super small businesses because I'd rather get it from, you know, people that I feel like are very profitable and have a marketing budget, but the small businesses love it. They eat it up. Right. Um, Okay. So this question about people, someone asked about um, uh, um, how many Facebook 
uh, pages I have. So I have my personal and I have my business. I also have one from wrestling. Like I have some other randos, but I really just have my personal and then my real estate one. And then when it comes to people like adding me or sending friend requests, I don't really send friend requests. I just accept whoever comes. Um, I'm not saying that's the best strategy. That's just what I've always done pretty much for the most part. And also like, remember, like I wrestled. So I have all these randos from that. Um, so like, I just accept whoever, I don't care unless they look extremely creepy, then I won't. But like, for the most part, like I just, whatever, it's fine. So anyways, I got a quick question. Yeah. Whoever. So do you guys on your YouTube, I know I seen a lot of people like they do, they segment like today is Wednesday, uh, happiness day or whatever. Do you guys have certain, <laughs> so I'm trying to now hone in and focus on certain days. Right. So what do you guys mm-hmm. recommend? Uh, I don't just because I'm so like, pew, 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 pew. The only <laughs> thing I ask me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I just random. talk about what I want to talk about basically. Now, Tuesdays okay. I do do a tour, a live tour. So that happens every Tuesday, but like, other than that, um, I just, whatever. I mean, it's and that's just, on your TikTok, right? That's everywhere. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Now, like Flinky, my VA, she would tell you something different (laughs) because she's now scheduling out all my stuff. But TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, like I just, it's whatever I want to talk about. So anyways, um, I think anybody else, I think we're running out of time. Uh, I think they have a meeting. (laughs) We're like 20 minutes over. I know. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) She's like, she's like, I'm meeting at nine. We have to get off of this. (laughs) anyways well it's so nice to talk to you guys and um yeah feel free i'm on facebook i'm on instagram i'll put my my cell phone in the chat you can always call text me whatever do what you need to do and just remember like just have fun and i'm speaking to the choir when i say that so or speaking to myself when i say that is also what what i meant to say anyways happy thursday you guys and um yeah have a good one thank you yeah bye If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.